1: In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today.
2: Hello, I'm Jules.
3: Hello, I'm Sarah.
2: And welcome to Jules and Sarah, the podcast.
3: Welcome. Um, so today is Tuesday morning and last night was Monday night and... Obviously, what happened in Manchester took place, um, so uh, we feel, well, we feel really sad, We are. we? We are, we, are we are sad. It's a real, it's come as a real shock and we wanted to talk about it because we love as you know we adore the north and in particular Manchester I grew up near Manchester all of my teenage nights out were going out in Manchester the Manchester people kind of made us didn't they yeah
2: completely and I went to university there so I remember going to Manchester when I was like 18 desperate to get out of home and then went to Manchester and I applied for four courses at Manchester uni because I was like I have to go one way or another I will get in yeah um And it's just really, it's really affected us, I think. Like, when I got here, we were recording at Sarah's. Sarah embraced me and we just kind of had a moment and there are people that I know who have been affected by it and we, I guess this is our moment as Jules and Sarah, the podcast, is like a beacon of warmth for anyone who's been affected who's listening or anyone who um, just needs a pick-me-up. We are going to try our best to be on form.
3: Absolutely. And when something like this happens, the best thing and probably the most important thing to do is carry on. We've all got to carry on. We've all got to stay really strong. Um, Manchester is a glorious city. Nothing will ever change that. Um, We love you. If you're in Manchester, if you've been affected by it at all, as Jules said, we're absolutely, we're just sending you all the love that we possibly can. Um, So we are going to carry on. We're going to do the podcast as we normally did. We may, you know, and we are going to do News from the North and everything else. So it's lovely to have you with us. Uh, Welcome. Come in. If you've got a crumpet that needs toasting, Pop it in now. <laughs> Pop
2: it on. Absolutely. <laughs> Sarah Sarah and I had secret crumpets, yes, didn't we? Yes. I think you should share what you said to me. So...
3: I was in Paris this weekend, which we'll come on to, bonjour, bonjour, la baguette, right? (laughs) I was in Paris and the kind of the deal was between me and John, boyfriend John, who I went with, was that we would go, we would have treats, we would have whatever our hearts desired, three, four, five course meals, right? But today, back on it. John got up this morning and had granola, right? He had granola and yoghurt and fruit, Right. I waited till he'd gone out,
2: Steak out,
3: scampered over the road. I was starving. I was like, when's he going to go out? <laughs> um, scampered over the road and bought, <laughs> bought a packet of crumpets. And you came in. I said, do you want a crumpet? yes was the answer which was great because I thought you might have gone no and been being really good well the I'm thing is I really... have
2: been really good because I started my morning with a nutri bullet and I was like let's start with how and I get here it's butter yeah. out crumpets on <laughs> I was like oh great and do you know
3: what the butter was really hard as well so it, it was sort of chunks of butter wasn't it Wedges. just kind of pressed on top really <laughs> rather than a neat spread and
2: nothing nothing had time to melt no oh my oh, gosh no chance
3: <laughs> But there were six in the packet and we had two each, and I was like, do you wanna do you wanna finish this? Do you wanna round this off? Which is great for me because I'm gonna go and hide the packet in the recycling outside. I'll take outside. it with me after yes, I'll, please. I'll take it in central London and just <laughs> yeah. dump it. It never happened.
2: That Warburton's crumpet packet, long gone.
3: Yeah, what crumpets. <laughs> um, so, oh my gosh. So I've been in Paris. Uh, let's
2: let's talk about Paris.
3: Well, the first thing is, darling. You know, if I go anywhere, you get a little something, something, <laughs> don't so you? It's so funny
2: because you're so good with gifts. Like when you go away. You are. I am not. You're I never amazing. bring you anything when I go away yeah, because I know? travel so much. I'm like, oh God, I'd be bankrupt <laughs> if I bought something every time I was away.
3: And I don't need all that tat, you know. I don't need it at all.
2: <laughs> Neither do I, but you just love pushing tat over. I
3: do. Well, actually, now, remember what I bought you from Argentina? Mm. A magnet that said Julio on it. Oh, I
2: thought you were going to tell me about the squished Dolce de Leche biscuit that stole from the fridge.
3: (laughs) there was that as well. That biscuit that I sat on. Mm. And, well, I was in Paris and we walked past this shop and I looked up and I said, John, like, I put my hand on his chest to stop him walking (laughs) forward. I went, John, look at this shop. It is jewels." in a shop <laughs> and it was a food store but super high-end the sort of place where nigella would shop do you know what to oh yeah like, when they've got 18 kinds of pasta you know and, and when
2: she used to go down when they did the, when they filmed nigella shopping that was always one of my funniest things yes. like When she'd p- purse her lips over the pasta counter yeah. like, ooh. <laughs> ooh. <be> <laughs>
3: yes. and there was a whole wall fridge Of cheese, right? Fromage, fromage, oui, oui, très bien, monsieur, madame. So, (laughs) there we go. That (laughs) that really was it. Oh my god, my my French. I arrived. We're at the Garden Nord. I need to go in for a wing. We get there. I go up to the lady behind the counter. I was like, "Mm -hmm. Hola. I was like, Oh my god. (laughs) So sorry, and she looked at me. She was like, mm, yeah, "Okay, in you go." <laughs> Do you know what I mean? She'd, yeah, I could see there's something going on here. Wrong country. I've like, just been up to that woman. and said, "Hola, por favor." Ridiculous! How embarrassing! <laughs>
2: That is hilarious. Oh, my
3: gosh. So, um, anyway, we go in the shop. Now, we talk, I thought about bringing you fromage back and I thought, after the Dolce de Leche sat on biscuit, I just don't Food think I Food shouldn't travel
2: avec, too. So,
3: it's from Pe- Maison, Plisson, which Maison was- Plisson. Maison Plisson. Maison <laughs> Plisson. I don't know what the Alimentation General, the general store. <laughs> yeah. I can't emphasize how chic it was, I cannot emphasize enough. So I saw this, the bag is uh, misleadingly large
2: because <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
3: there was other things in it. I darling, from Paris... Merci! Ah, très bien.
2: <laughs> what is this? Look. Qu'est-ce que c'est? <laughs>
3: <laughs> Regardez.
2: <laughs> <laughs> C'est caramel tendre, au oh, beurre bon salé. I think it's caramel chocolates. It is. It's yeah. little
3: caramel chocolates. <laughs> but look how chic the box is! It's so chic! It's so you navy, the red. If Ugh. there's a
2: little like red cross on it, and then underneath Maison. Plisson. Plisson. No, it says something else. What? I don't know. What, what is that?
3: Oh yeah, it does. Oh, I couldn't tell you. <laughs> but when I was buying them, and look.
2: Maybe it's in Spanish, Sarah. Oh,
3: beurre salé. I don't know what salé means, but beurre. Butter. I was going to bring you some butter. John was like, don't take butter home. (laughs) So there you go, darling. Some little caramels in a very chic box.
2: That's so me. It
3: could have been an Eiffel Tower magnet. It was very close. But instead, I saw those and I thought, no, I'm going chic. I'm going chic and high end for our jewels.
2: Thanks so much. It's a
3: pleasure. Um, So, we had a gorgeous time. We went out for this meal on the last night, which was so... En français. It was... Unbelievable, this meal.
2: You in Paris is just too much to comprehend.
3: Honestly, like I really fell in love with Paris. You know how you sometimes you you go somewhere and you're like, I we didn't want to come home at all. We were like, you know when you're clinging to the curtain of your hotel room going, (laughs) no, I don't want to go.
2: Let's talk about your hotel room.
3: Oh my gosh. So my hotel room, it was all a surprise. It was all a surprise for my birthday. So I knew I was going, but I didn't know I was staying there. Um so we so we arrived. You'll love this. The outside of it has got the old boulangerie signs Devine. of like you know a hundred years ago. The place where the hotel is was the first bakery in paris
2: wow right that's where
3: that's on the site of it, so I was like. I feel like I've come home. I feel like I've come
2: home. <laughs> yes, that historian yes, in you, yes. really. No, it's the
3: bread, the breads. Think of the breads that would have been cooked up there, discovered, <laughs> croissants could have been invented there. So I was like drinking it all in. Anyway, we got there and the lady said, those three little words, you've got... Oh no, it's four. <laughs> 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 you've got an upgrade. Oh,
1: right. great. You've been upgraded.
3: So I was like... Whoa! So we have got in this room and the whole hotel and I thought of you instantly has been designed by Christian Lacroix, right? (gasps) Christian has designed the rooms, some would say, too busy, too overwhelming. I said, not enough, Christian, (laughs) turn it up again. It was divine. It Drapes, tassels,
2: motifs, oh go, go, go. All of
3: them, again and again and again. Soutine. Honestly, in reception, they had about 25 orchids Gosh, just in the window. Busy. I was like, oh God, it was so busy. It was the busiest hotel you've ever imagined. The lift, honestly, it was like it was like being inside a Christian Lacroix shoebox. It was like, oh, it was lush. More is more. Oh my, god, more and more and more. More and is more. More.
2: And more and more. Yes.
3: <laughs> So the hotel room was gorgeous and we just wandered about and we just sat in the park. I got a bit sunburnt. You know, when I was sat there, John was like, are you sure you're not going to burn? I was like, I won't burn. And then you get in the shower that night and you're like, "Ooh, (laughs) yeah, I've burnt here. But but the last night we go for this meal and at the end, um, with sort of uh, choosing what dessert to have, I had le fromage which came out, right, it was these five sort of leaf-shaped... You know when they do it in between two spoons and they sort of do you like a perfect oh, little Oh, my God, I know serving. exactly what you so mean. So it was five of those. A very soft, very light, very white cheese I was in. And it came with a little pot of honey and a massive bread basket. To start and finish a meal with bread, I mean, I, I could have shed a tear. It was just... <laughs> Absolutely glorious.
2: It's heavy on the dough this trip, isn't it? You have been down memory lane. You
3: can see why I needed the crumpets this morning. Coming
2: (laughs) off the bread. (laughs) Not ready to go gold (gasps) turkey.
3: Weaning off. Um, What, with three crumpets? (laughs) John had chocolate mousse, right? Would never
2: order a chocolate mousse.
3: Well, the plate came out. An empty plate got put in front of John. This lady went and came back with an enormous china bowl massive full of chocolate mousse she gets a massive spoon in and flops it puts it all on puts it on the plate in front of him and she's like another and puts it again i could barely see him Over this pile of chocolate mousse. And it was the greatest chocolate mousse I've ever tasted. And I looked up... Milk chocolate. No, dark, heavy, rich... Any fruit with it. Not a lick. (laughs) Not a thing. Not a touch of cream. Just piled. Just your
2: bog standard move. There
3: it was, like that, <laughs> piled up. He ate the lot. What a
2: sight, did he? Yeah, he ate and the And he's lot. Slimier, he John, lot, isn't, isn't he? he is, we, <laughs> must have been off his face and all <laughs> was, that sugar. We're
3: going for a, the. We're going to walk the long way home. Actually, it was. It Poor it,
2: John it. needed to walk it off. <laughs> <laughs> just walking off the moose.
3: That's it. We're just you know, you've got a sweaty top lip. Like you can't quite breathe it was sensational honestly it was brilliant and I had a bit of a revelation on this trip to Paris because starting the trip with bread we'd been out and bought a loaf that morning and I couldn't bear the idea of the loaf sitting at home going hard and then being thrown away when we got back so I was like we'll take it with us right yes. I also found a beef tomato at the back of the fridge that needed eating. I was like, we'll take it with us. And then I was like, I just bought a lovely bit of cottage cheese, Longley Farm, my favourite. I was like, we'll take it with <laughs> us. So I sort of, John was like, oh my God, I can't believe you've done this. But I took it and then I was like, you know what we need to pull it all together? A tea towel. So we took a What, like a tea Dick towel. Whittington? Tied <laughs> off in a knot. yeah, for my shower.
2: So provincial.
3: <laughs> so... took it with us right a tea towel i'm never going on holiday without one (laughs) i took all my stuff in it i had the picnic on the train i had the rest of the bread i chopped the tomato on the tea towel when i got to the hotel (laughs) needed to paint my toenails did it on the tea towel honestly a tea towel on holiday that's one of the best things, one of the
2: best things I've ever read with a tea towel is Gwyneth Paltrow said that she always puts one on her shoulder when she's cooking. Her grandfather taught her, and I, Gwyneth taught me. Right, you can't get it off my shoulder. It's so useful. What, just white mop. Like you can use it to pick things up. And just back over that shoulder.
3: Yeah, but what about the grease? What about the grease? What kind clothes? of food do you think I'm
2: cooking? Do you know? <laughs> yeah, There's no idea. grease in quinoa. No. <laughs>
3: no. Tofu doesn't get much of a sweat on. <laughs> I don't wash my tea towels regularly enough, so I would lop it over my shoulder and go, oh, oh no, put it in towel. Oh, down. I'm
2: really OCD with tea towels. How,
3: how often?
2: Oh, God, they're only out for a couple of days. Boom, in.
3: Wow. And But
2: tea towels just go in sporadically with any old wash. So some yes. get done at 90, some get done at 30. Yeah. It was. <laughs> Look at the drawer for them, the <laughs> poor things.
3: <laughs> oh, I've been lovely and clean this time. They only put me on on a 30. No
2: fabric softener for me. Don't
3: come too near. I've only been on a 30.
2: Hard to hang, though, tea towels. Yeah. There, there's a real, like... Because, obviously, you, you usually do them on your oven door.
3: Yeah, yeah.
2: Sheila has a special tea towel rail of thing course. that's hidden in the island that she yes. pulls out and they're all perfectly I know done.
3: exactly <laughs> this sort of thing. I can picture it now. But
2: I've only got my oven door and then mm. kind of cupboard handles. But I don't like a tea towel just on the side. No, I that don't. That stresses me out. Screwed up in a ball. Oh, how disrespectful nightmare. to the poor yeah. thing. <laughs> yeah.
3: And I hate a screwed up dishcloth as well. You know, a screwed up dishcloth on a J the side. Class? Yeah, yeah, Damn. I can't bear that. No, it's got to be flung out, put over the tap, dried. And then, you know, when you pick it up and it's like a book, it's like a <laughs> card, like
2: that. <laughs> God, I don't know where, I don't know how we've got onto a uh, tea towel etiquette. Well,
3: because of my tea towel revelation yes, course, about going it, course, to Paris. Course. Honestly, Portslue <laughs> crew, I'm telling you now, don't leave home without tea towel. <laughs> don't do it. You won't believe the use. I understand, Yeah, I get that actually. Now then, this is a little bit exciting, isn't it? Treats for the Port Salou crew.
2: Treats, yes. Now, we have been um, in cahoots with the people at Prezibox.com and they have given us Some power packs, but they're in the shape of a very fluffy pom-pom.
3: Yes, they're very me and very you, actually, because they're chic, but also very fun.
2: And practical. Yes,
3: they are super practical. So they're like a pom-pom that you would put on your bag. And then underneath, they've got a little USB charger. So you charge them up, take them out and about with you. You go, oh my gosh, my phone, it's running out of juice. This is awful. You plug in, charges the whole phone back up. You can carry on as you were darling
2: exactly and if you are going to festivals yes. these are going to be perfect for a yeah. festival because yeah. it's an extra power pack now we're going to tweet a picture of them i've taken a little boomerang um okay so to enter we thought we would do a little bit of a port Salut crew quiz yeah. um <laughs> yes. to win one of these uh power packs aka pom-poms um you have to let us know, what is Sarah's burlesque name?
3: Yes, this was... Ha- this happened on last week's podcast, okay? So, oh, you're not making back. it very hard for them,
2: <laughs> well, They're basically go and I listen. I want to
3: win, I can't bear it. Go <laughs> back, have a little listen, and yeah, let us know. On
2: Twitter. Yeah,
3: you can tweet at Jules Von Hepp and at this Sarah Powell, and we will pick two winners, okay? We're going to pick two people to win. From some sort of hat. Yeah, a very chic hat, I would imagine. A beret. A fedora. Oh, a beret. Yeah. Lovely. Yeah. Very on theme. Yeah. So, yes, if you would like one of those, at Jules Von Heert and at this Sarah Powell, go and have a look. Now, shall we do a bit of correspondence while we're here? Yes,
2: let's. OK, so we love it when you share us conversations between each other about Jules and Sarah, the podcast. But we have been added into a conversation on Twitter between two members of the Port Salute crew. It's just been hilarious. We really yeah. have loved it. So, um, Marvellous Marie says, Just found Jules von Hep on this Sutter Powell podcast. Been listening all day. Well, it's that or talk to my colleagues.
3: That's very you, actually, to plug in headphones, isn't it? And go, and just switch I'm not off. speaking to anyone.
2: Got so much to catch up on. Absolute binge fest.
3: And then Michelle comes in and goes, Please tell me you're listening to all the old episodes. You're in for an absolute treat. <laughs>
2: Marie says, oh yes, I started back at day dot, still don't know if Sheila knows of the podcast's existence. The suspense, oh, squeezy face, <laughs> <laughs> and I must try Port Salud.
3: Oh my gosh, that is, that, I mean, that is suspense, actually. Does Sheila know? Has she found out? Uh, Michelle comes back and goes, oh, actually, I don't think she does yet. A bit of a spoiler there from Michelle, actually. Have you been introduced to Ken yet? love him <laughs> so that's really made our day actually that's really really lovely
2: <laughs> and poor poor marvellous marie if she's binging from the start yeah she won't have caught up on this shout out for a, quite no, a while I will she
3: she won't know it's <laughs> coming <laughs> oh my gosh look we adore you for getting in touch as we said earlier to win the pom-poms i'm this sarah powell and
2: i'm at van Herp.
3: now how is dear sheila
2: It's a Ken week. Is it? It is a Ken week. Oh my
3: gosh. Tell me everything about him. I feel like I've missed him. We haven't had Ken in a while. Well, to be honest. Not since he was car loading.
2: (laughs) To be honest, I did a really lovely thing yesterday. I phoned both of them at different points. So I phoned really wanting Sheila. I was like, sure, give me some content. Yeah. No, no, no. Sheila's down with dogging. So anyway, (laughs) hello. (laughs) And I was like, oh, dad, hi. And he's like, hello, Julian, you all right? I was like, yeah, what have you been up to? And he's, well. The other day, me and Pookie went bird watching. And I was like, oh, right, come on then. I'd
3: like to say that's not a euphemism. They haven't been out on the pole. They haven't been out to any no, no, sort no. of naughty
2: No, no, no. Ken bars. is an avid bird watcher. Um, and he goes with his best friend Pookie, yeah. which Sheila and I call his broke back trips. <laughs> <laughs> and Ken's like, I've been on one of those, as you and your mum call it, broke back. And he was like, <laughs> he said, I left the house at half three in the morning to drive to Yorkshire. And then he said, "And I got home at eleven at night. Busy." Well,
3: I mean, ha- <laughs> they started
2: Ken's bird trip. They started at Benton Cliffs and they're watching all the puffins. There's amazing birds up there. Yeah. And then they've driven all the way down the Yorkshire coast at different places bird watching, in and out of huts. They should do tours. Well, I said this is like an episode of Countryfile, Ken. Yeah. And he said we spotted a big barn owl that <laughs> caught a mouse. It was quite something. I was like, oh, <laughs> damn. Real
3: action packed that. <laughs> not just observing from afar god that's like that's like that's like planet earth isn't it they stake out for weeks to get something like that
2: but on the contrast then so I had a phone call with mum in the evening with Sheila and I said oh what did you do Sheila while um while dad was bird watching I had friends over for lunch darling I said oh right what did you make what did you make she said, well, I actually thought of you because I did make a cauliflower cheese and I do know that's your favourite, darling. <laughs> and then she was like, uh, to be honest, I got myself in a real mess with a lemon meringue pie. Oh, and I said, Sheila, oh, go on, what's it's been not happening? not the first
3: time, actually.
2: <laughs> she said... She said I wouldn't recommend it. She said, you know what I'm like? I like to prep my food two days before. She said, I do not like to be cooking the morning of an event. No, but no. She said, but she said, a lemon meringue, you can't risk it the day before. It has to be done that morning. So she said she was there whisking eggs, whisking, whisking, yeah. whisking, pinion. She said, and it was countdown. She yeah. said, I could see that they were getting closer and closer to arriving. Yeah. So <laughs> I got myself in a flap with it all. <laughs> oh, Sheila. Because then Sheila, bless us, so OCD. She will have had to have that whole kitchen cleaned. Right, yeah. A lemon meringue's not like clean to make is it there'll be stuff everywhere
3: the walls and everything (laughs) exploded in the oven (laughs)
2: lemon rind
3: (laughs) yeah that's. i thought you could get ahead with it i thought you could do your pastry and your jelly lemon bit the night before what do i know no
2: sheila said it's all got to be done that morning but she swears by this mary berry recipe
3: yeah so often the way isn't it (laughs) mary knows she
2: said mary is like delia yeah (laughs) she's just (laughs) go-to
3: They'll say Mary wouldn't panic either. Mary wouldn't get in a flap. I can't imagine Mary Berry
2: ever panicking actually. No, no.
3: She'd get in a she'd get she'd keep her head, whatever's. No, I think Mary
2: Berry would have like a slight squint in one eye and maybe a bitten (laughs) lip, and that would be it.
3: (laughs) (laughs) A tightened grasp on a spatula, that's it.
2: But a neatly folded tea towel at all times. Absolutely,
3: and she would never break a sweat. No. Ever.
2: (laughs) What's going on with June?
3: Oh my gosh. So June, <laughs> June's had a bit of a thing. June went to a wedding and they, they made a DVD of the day, which is very popular now. You know, you want to watch your video back. Um, so they, they sent it out, right? June, <laughs> June, it's got this thing of June arriving at the wedding, right? <laughs> but there was quite a lot of cameras, like put around the place, a lot of GoPros and things. Well, June wouldn't know a GoPro if she fell over one. So she goes straight up to this mirror. She's just arrived. She's checking her hair in the mirror and everything. Leans up to reveal... (laughs) And it's in this wedding video. Straight up the nostrils, straight up. She said, it's like one of those hidden zoo programs, you know, where the animals, where the chimps come up to the camera and they're like playing with the camera and looking at it. Mum said she had no idea she was being filmed and there she is. And she's honestly, she's had to ring the mother of the bride. She said, is there any chance of editing it out?
2: I'm touching my nostrils now because I'm so conscious. Oh my gosh,
3: I know. And she said, thankfully her nose was clean but even so she was like i can't have that
2: <laughs> it must <Yeah. laughs> it must be an absolute minefield for people in like the do a bit older generation who aren't so tech savvy because yeah. you just do not know where any of those lenses are oh my gosh
3: not at all wedding
2: <laughs> videos now they're not the same no they're, they're not, not the same. hidden cameras yeah. blimps don't
3: say a thing <laughs> drones yeah. going off
2: people they don't know what's going Ooh, on
3: you can't say anything Is that can't like back in this...
2: the 80s with that giant camera That's at the end it. of the aisle you knew
3: where he was at all times God, that reminds... <laughs> that reminds me of a wedding where Lorna and mum Lorna played the cello and mum played the violin while they were doing like the signing you know the signing of the book and everything and this guy was filming and was <laughs> very wasn't... little
2: women that yeah <laughs> yeah
3: <laughs> and he had the great big camcorder, but he couldn't have been filming closer. then <laughs> mum was like playing the violin. He was right. He wanted a real close. There was of no the zoom back then. Straight... You just had to move that the thing a... closer. <laughs> yes. He was practically off her skirt. She was like, get away. <laughs> <laughs>
2: poor poor oh woman's God. going through a key change, and this giant lens is it, coming a tricky
3: in. Tricky bit <laughs> to get past. A fiddly bit.
2: <laughs> fiddly bit on the fiddle. That's June's it. violin playing just doesn't ever stop being funny. I know it's
3: hilarious. The dumpy woman <laughs> playing the
2: violin is it, still one of my favourite stories. It, it, you
3: missed that? Oh my gosh! You've got to go back and listen to it. But basically, somebody accidentally called June a dumpy little woman with a violin. <laughs> gosh. God. Listen. Let's do news from our beloved North. Our
2: darling North. Yes. Okay, my one comes from weatherbynews.co.uk. Nice. Not even in (laughs) print. Thomas the Tank Engine car stopped by police.
3: I'm imagining uh, uh, probably, possibly a slightly inebriated man driving a child's Thomas the Tank Engine car. No, no, no.
2: This is a car that he's turned into, like souped up cars but it's got Thomas, a giant Thomas the Tank Engine on it. I'm going to tweet a picture because this is hard to understand. Yeah,
3: yeah. It's very visual.
2: <laughs> a modified car designed to look like Thomas the Tank Engine has been pulled over by police near Leeds. Jealous. West Yorkshire police road officers spotted the bizarre vehicle believed to be a BMW on the M1 southbound near Weatherby on Wednesday afternoon. Oh, it's a nice bit of road, that, actually. It's very new. <laughs>
3: gone to show it off.
2: (laughs) Uh, Despite its comic appearance, the stop was no laughing matter, as the driver had been reported for construction use or use offences relating to a potential unsafe design of the car.
3: So, let me get this straight. This guy's bought a BMW and thought, I know, I want to transform it so it looks like Thomas the Tank Engine. He's done it himself. And not perhaps properly or in the correct way. Or legally. Way. Okay, got it. It's like an extension on your house.
2: <laughs> and it's and I, I, this is such a short and sweet article. The bonnet has been remodeled to look like Thomas's boiler, while buffers have been added to the bumper. Let me That's see That's the it. journalist closing. Yeah. But I've got, I want to read you some of the comments as well.
3: <laughs> it's hideous. It, it is it's hideous. the most. Hideous thing I've ever seen. Difficult to park as well. Yes, you very. Oh, park. don't get me anywhere near it.
2: But the comments underneath are brilliant. Rob S says, "Does seem a bit harsh to harass some person over what must be their pride and joy, no <laughs> doubt bringing pleasure to kids. There are far more pressing duties that police should be seeing to." Vintage loiner, enjoying that. <laughs>
3: Hi.
2: Unfortunately, this car is dangerous. Imagine the restricted view of the driver because of their boiler and how much damage it would do in a collision with buffers and protruding boiler at front. Yeah, yeah. it's, oh it's my essentially gosh. a car that looks like Thomas the Engine. <laughs> this is risky terrifying.
3: business. Um, so, my news from the north comes from a new publication which I had a great half hour on, the Oldham Evening Chronicle.
0: Ooh. Going to
3: Oldham prancing in the rain. Heavy downpours on the first day of Falesworth Carnival did not stop hundreds of families enjoying the festivities. Despite the heavens opening, a packed procession made its way through Falesworth from the Lord Lane playing fields on Saturday afternoon. Fabulous floats kept the crowds entertained, as did the stalls and entertainment on the field. Floats are funny, aren't they? That we pushed like floats down a road that we've all put dressed up with crepe paper and there's people dancing Well, what dancing is a float?
2: I, what is underneath? What
3: is it? Well, it's just a plinth on wheels, isn't it? I suppose. Doesn't it have a little motor? Yeah, or it's pulled by a car or it must have a little bit <laughs> Do get in touch if you know. <laughs> Local groups including Failworth Community Choir, Ruby Slippers Dance Group, lolly mania and many more performed even the tots were able to have some fun at the bonnie baby competition <laughs> <laughs> councillor kumar said the weather has put a dampener on things but people are looking fantastic the atmosphere is absolutely brilliant i'm really privileged to be able to lead the carnival mel garner fails carnival committee chairman has been involved with the carnival for 38 years god the carnival is in its Fifty-fifth year. Mel said, I'm very proud. It brings the community together for two days of the year. No matter what day we pick, it's always raining. The people still come out. It's brilliant. The only problem is getting the queens. Girls aren't prepared to put their names forward. When we started the queens, when we first started, the queens were in their twenties. Now you can get girls aged fourteen who are queens. You need to get yourself up there, darling. <laughs> Queen's organiser, Angie Ainsworth, said the past two years have been a struggle for the committee to get girls wanting to be carnival royalty. I can't understand it. I'd be biting the hand off. <laughs> Angie, who's been involved with the carnival for 10 years, said we were very low on number for entrants this year. We've done so much advertising but girls don't want to come forward. All the girls today are excited to be doing it. All the royalty have been absolutely amazing. The parents have all been willing to help and do as much as they can. Food for the committee and special guests was provided by Tesco supermarket this year.
2: (laughs) I'd just love to know what food there was.
3: Yeah, absolutely. Decent
2: spread, I imagine. A lot
3: of sausage rolls. Some attendees also bought tickets for a big prize draw and the winning numbers will be posted on the committee's website and Facebook page with winners contacted in due course. Good to know. Treasurer Enid Bell said, The committee have worked hard to keep the costs down, so that would be the additional income from the gate on Sunday. The estimated income after paying all the invoices should be over £2,000. This is much better than last year's £100. The committee would like to thank everyone who supported us. They only made £100 last year. Well, it's
2: better than making nothing.
3: Absolutely. But who was dipping their hand in there? (laughs) They've completely overspent. Really reined it in this year.
2: A float's good, though.
3: Yeah, I think a Jules and Sarah float is probably the way forward. I'll have to dress up as Feta, no doubt.
2: (laughs) You in a Feta costume would just be
3: hilarious. (laughs) Do you want to play Would You Rather? Yes, please. Would you rather, Jules, be stuck on a broken ski lift or in a broken elevator?
1: Oh, Christ.
3: So you're in a lift, ski stuck. Lift. Ski lift, eh? You're imagining Patsy and Eddie, aren't you? <laughs> With a bottle of well,
1: body no, on I'm a ski just, lift. No,
2: I'm just like, I'd rather have views and fresh air yeah. and signal.
3: Yes, that's I mean, true. I could
2: just conduct my business absolutely. up there.
3: <laughs> my office. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I am.
2: Conference calls. That's it. Absolutely. Dial in. Don't mind me. Yeah.
3: I am a menace on a ski lift. I've had so many mishaps on ski lifts. You know, the T-bar ones. I fell back. My ski got stuck. The man had to come down from the top. They had to stop the whole thing. And the other one, the sitting one, you know, with your legs dangling just went round again, just couldn't get off. And then (laughs) my friend and I went tobogganing and we were the last one and we had to jump off. The whole thing stopped for the night. All the lights went off and we had to jump off the end.
2: Well, I once got myself in a right mess on a ski lift, the ones that you put between your legs. And then up I went and my skis crossed over, got stuck in a grass ski slope, pulled me over and just dragged me up. (laughs) Not chic not chic me ski on a ski slope it should be chic in all theories it would be chic yeah. I go down ski slope, skis cross and then I just go into the netting just, I can't yeah. stop I'm like something will stop me
3: whereas I can't go because I'm stuck in a snowplow I'm just like easing round. I'll be there in a minute on my way down now I can't do corners either and if I fall over I can't get back up somebody'll have to come and pull me up
2: <laughs> I know
3: that was it so you're going with ski lift I am yes um, we absolutely adore you for getting in touch we love you for writing to us I'm at this Sarah Powell and
2: I'm at Jules van Hepp and should you wish to write to us uh, the address is the Portsaloo Crew HQ P.O. Box 66747 London NW5 9GH
3: lovely do send anything you want anything at all we'd love to hear from you thank you so much for listening we do always finish on Jules's word of the week. What have you gone for? Word. Let's have it. Love. Yes. Absolutely. That's what I'm going with. Today. I feel
2: I'm feel very I'm very emotional. I don't think I've been my best on this show, but I feel that that is the right word for right now of everything that's happening, Um, so I'm sending out love.
3: And I'm telling you now that you're the best you've ever been, and I love you, (laughs) okay? You're gorgeous. Um, Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you on Tuesday for The Nibble, and next Friday for more of the same. We love you very much. Bye.
1: Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen